Hey, this is Mike Zwick from If Not For God podcast. Our show, Stories of Hopelessness Turned Into Hope. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours, a time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours, and we are talking about a topic that is yours this week, Jim, and so if you want to share with us uh, a revisit the topic that we've been talking revisit about? Revisit it. We are discussing what gives us life, what makes us feel alive, what is really our uh, passion when we get down to it. So you could ask the question, or you could make the statement, what, make me, what makes me come alive is blank, right? So what would that blank be for you? I'm thinking about the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we we just came off a break. That uh, anyway, we had fun. It was a good break. Uh, so, what makes you come alive? I think that's a question. Yeah, and I think there's lots of ways you can do that. You know, we were talking in the first show. You know, it's about adventures with God. But I just my my daughter got married a couple weeks ago, and and a couple nights we got to sit around and play card games or play you know Yahtzee or whatever, and. Just the laughter was so good for my heart during that time. And I would have to say that made me come alive. And I believe God was in the midst of it. You know, God loves family. God created family. You know, and so there are times that, yes, it's definitely a direct walk with God in certain things. And I'll share more about that later potentially. But also just in in some of the stuff that he allows you to be a part of that just fills your heart with joy. And? A lot of times that is laughter. I mean, the, the the break had me laughing, and that's very cathartic, especially when you're feeling a little down, which I have the last few days. But it is, it it doesn't matter what it is. If it's an encounter with God, if that doesn't make us come alive, something's wrong with our relationship with Him. And I think a big part of you know my loving nature being outdoors uh sending pictures to friends that were sitting on top of mount mitchell at 60 degrees when they're baking down here in the 95 degree heat i like picking on people and that was doing both enjoying nature and annoying my friends i'm glad you didn't send me a picture when it was 95 (laughs) degrees i would not have been as jovial in my response i'm afraid (laughs) God will give you the right people to pick on at the right <laughs> yeah, time. I think right? he probably did. Uh, Robbie, go ahead. Yeah, I was just, you know, recently I, those who know me know I've been studying the 119th Psalm, study, 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 and which makes my heart come alive in all so many ways. But it, it really brought to light something that I kind of knew makes me come alive. And, and it's it has to do with community, like to be in a community but even more fun is when you're in that community and you're literally talking about things that you're learning about God. So the, the, the idea is we get to do this, right, on, when we do this radio show. We're talking about things that 
that we've seen God do or come to understand. And what I found out was the word meditate. You know, when it says throughout the 1919 Psalm, he was going to meditate on the precepts or he's going to meditate on the statutes. Well, that word to meditate means a lot more than what I just thought roll around things in your mind. It also means to talk about it. And so what my good friend Harold knows, because he's in two of my different groups that I meet with, he, he, he's there with me Thursday mornings as well as Tuesday nights. But see, I process things when I talk about them in ways that I don't process them when I just sit there and what I think meditate, right? My sweetheart is the same way. She calls it oral processing. Drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't deal well. I don't deal well with half baked ideas. And that's the nice thing about your your sweetheart. <laughs> I don't think you're getting any bread. When you think soon. about half baked ideas, no, it's one of the cool things. It's like when you're trying to flesh out something you believe, you know, to throw it out there amongst of what you would consider to be dear friends that know you well, that can tell you you're full of it. And not hurt your feeling, <laughs> yeah. or or tell you where you know what I'm saying. And, and so when you are really trying to work through a passage, work through something that you're trying to understand, grow in communion with both God and the people that you're in community with. I mean, it really is a spectacular thing. And I and I think about how blessed I really am because I can be at the NRB, which I don't particularly care to be at the NRB because it's just a big circus kind of atmosphere, and I don't like circus kind of atmospheres all that well. But if I'm doing interviews, here's all these people, and then they put on the headphone, the person that I'm going to interview, one or two, and there's three of us in a discussion in the middle of this circus, and all of a sudden the conversation goes to something about God, and man... I mean, my heart, it just, it just comes alive, and I'm sitting here in the middle of something that I really don't necessarily enjoy all that much, and, but man, I'm sitting there just enveloped in this, like, God cone of silence, <laughs> cone, whatever you want to call it, and, and so I just, I think of so many different ways that, that God comes after me, but I really, really love community as and so, you know, you come all those mornings, even though we drive you crazy, you take our, all our verbal processing. <laughs> Wouldn't miss it. <laughs> yeah, the problem is that, uh, especially with my sweetheart, she says something where she's working through it. Well, I think I'm hearing the answer, and I'm ready, I'm ready to take action. And then it's, oh, no, you know, you just stumbled. Don't fall all the way and bust your nose on the floor. Because for me, with all my years of working in computer programming and systems analysis, I was used to hours of silence and thinking. And when when I spoke, it was when it was finished, not when it was halfway through. <laughs> and you just helped me with a major problem in my marriage I didn't realize I have. I, I'm your wife and... My wife is you. I'll talk through things, and won't, I'll be working on the decision, and she'll hear it and decide that's it, and then we're stuck with that. But now she's gotten so tired of hearing me talk through things that she doesn't listen anymore, so when I do tell her something, it's not heard 
or listen to. That was a debate there. (laughs) I have a little saying that I think goes along with that. It says, I know you believe you think you understand what you heard me say, but I'm not sure you realize that what you heard is not what I meant. (laughs) I've heard that, and I love it because it's true in almost all of our conversations. So I'm going to go back to Robbie for a minute. No. (laughs) No, I do, because I am one of a group of people that give you a hard time about something that makes you come alive. You know, what God shows you through the Hebrew stuff that you do, and we do enjoy it. You know, I just love giving you a hard time a little bit more. But that does make you come alive. Oh, it does? Yeah, and can you share kind of what that does for your heart? Sure, sure. It's like the building blocks of expression. Like, how unbelievable is it that God expressed himself to us and he actually built the universe on expression he spoke it all into existence and then he wrote it down and he gave it to moses in his own handwriting (laughs) and that we actually have that to this day to sit there to decipher and to ponder and to spend time with is as he reveals little secrets to me i'm i'm just like a, a kid on a date with you know the cutest girl in <laughs> like oh, really you know just a- asking her questions and sitting there in wonderland you know no it's good and, and that's something that really speaks to your heart and brings you life now rodney i know that you struggled with it but well, tell me about when you're out fishing what is it about being out fishing that really brings your heart to life? Because you, I know you love doing that. Well, fishing is one of the things, but it's just it's just the wonder. What's going to happen next? You have no idea. You can't see down in there. You don't know where the fish are. You're fishing, not always catching. It's the it's the part of, well, what's it going to be? Am I going to get this? How do I how do I figure this out? I I like being in the problem solving mode that's what i do with my career i solve problems and i find myself really enjoying that and if i can find better ways to solve problems i i like that but in something like fishing where i'm such a novice that i really don't know what i'm doing i have just found so much joy in learning and just kind of being able to do that you know same thing with with hunting that i've been doing it's like oh we're gonna go dove hunting this weekend it's we're just looking forward to that greatly and it's like oh this will be an adventure maybe i'll actually you know hit one this time but that that's always the fun part is going on an adventure and trying to figure things out and being in something that i'm not totally comfortable with i'm not good at because most of my life i spent doing the things i was good at i really am enjoying doing things that hmm i always liked watching other people do it like watching other people have fun with it like I never thought I'd be sitting here talking to a microphone, doing a radio show, talking about men, God, and Jesus. You know, I just, I just, that's just not, I never would have pictured that, but I'm absolutely loving it. You know, it's just one of those things that makes your heart come alive when you come here and do the radio show. And that's where I'm finding a lot of joy in coming alive is just in things that I would have never have tried or done before that all of a sudden, like, God, why am I here? And he kind of just slowly lets you kind of in on the story as you go along. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jim, can I uh, 
steal your show here for a second? Oh, absolutely. All right. So question that obviously I didn't prompt you with, you know, before. But sometimes I think God kind of gives them to me. Um, we all talk about boot camp, right, and how it makes us come alive. So let's just throw it out there. What is it about boot camp that makes your heart come alive? We got one coming up in November. We've been promoting it every week. You know, what makes makes it come alive? What What makes that come alive for you? Oh, you oh. grabbed the microphone like you had something, <laughs> oh, Wayne. I, what? You still hey, look hey, Rodney. Like he, hey, was gonna, he, he was here. I deferring that. to the old guy who was also had a microphone. Okay. You have to get the scene here. There's seven of us that are fighting over three <laughs> microphones, and it's usually shoving it to somebody else rather than grabbing yeah. it. But uh, I'll, Mine's pretty quick. One of the things that has always had, and I've been to a I don't know the number, but quite a few boot camps from Alaska to Colorado to all the places we've been here. And there's never been a boot camp where I haven't had a real encounter with God. It's different every time, or multiple, but I've never had one where there wasn't one. So I can look forward to going to boot camp and knowing I'm going to sit down and God's going to give me something. Yeah, for me, um, uh, Robbie actually kind of called it out uh, the other day. I called him. He had he had kind of heard something from Father regarding me and some of the things that was kind of going on. He didn't know what I was what I was doing. What what God was the adventure that God had me on. But I needed I needed to hear something from Father and 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 it and it really is one of the things that brings me alive is in these boot camps and in life in general. Like the Lord has given me a gift in being able to being able to 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 listen to others and look and see the glory in others and 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 not just see it but call it out you know call it out and give them confidence you know like you said that they they have what it takes that you that god has gifted you um robbie calls it the special sauce you know I, i love how robbie you know calls it the special sauce and all of us have got that so that that that's one of the things that kind of brings me alive Okay. Harold, let's throw it over to you. Uh, what is it about boot camp that uh, makes you come alive? Well, I enjoy the talks, the way that uh, the clips are thrown in there. Uh, but I'd have to say that, uh, <laughs> to, to use Danny's phrase, the, the cone of silence, the, our, our covenants of silence that uh, that we have, uh, that's that's a very special part of it for me. Thank you. Anyone else got something they want to add? While Rodney's getting his fixed, I want to come to Danny's defense. We use both cone of silence and covenant of silence, and they mean extremely different things, but sometimes we'll screw them up and switch names, so it makes it fun. Yeah. But then again, we're never silent. No, <laughs> no we, we try to be. Robbie, you got anything about boot camp that makes you come alive? Yeah, it'd be easier to say what doesn't. <laughs> but, but but clearly, what you get to do, you know, on every boot camp I've ever been to, there have been men there that I've seen hear from God for the first time and know that they heard from God and, and, and sense that they – that there's a relationship there that's available to them that they really did not um, see on their horizon. And so to see 
people enter into that adventure, you know, it's, and again, I'm with the Covenant of Silence. I'm with the clips. I'm, you know, all those things. And, and if anybody knows, I'll be one of the first people to be there and I'll be fishing. I'll be one of the last people to leave because, you know, it calls to my heart in so many ways. But it, it you know, we will do that um, broadcast on Saturday with the guys talking. And, and, and you got, you'll be able to hear that and listen to these guys as their hearts are coming alive and they're having the experience that I did at my first boot camp and realize, oh, God wants me to be a man. <laughs> you know, God's calling me to, to, to more than being a parking attendant, you know? He, 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 he wants me to, to be a warrior for the kingdom. He wants, a, you know, and, and it's just a cool thing. Yeah, and, our, and all of that is in our own special way. Because he's calling each and every one of us to do that. And I think for me was the discovery through other men that seeing what God has done in their life and what God did in like, let's say, Corey's life, that very first boot camp that I was with. And I was just, just to sit there and watch that, I was just, I was just in shock. I was like, oh my gosh, this was so impactful, so life-changing for one person in particular, and then it's like, oh, that happens every boot camp to somebody to some degree. Some of us know about it directly because we are fortunate enough to be somebody they kind of talk to or confirm with or have deeper discussions with, or that's one good thing about being on the team is that when you go there, it's like then we meet and we get to pray over people at night and we get to learn about so many different stories that are going on in the camp that that week that it's kind of overwhelming. It's gosh to me. It's like I, I, all these things are going on at one time, and how different things connect in people's lives. I love it when we come into that night, and I love it when, like specifically, Sam was talking about things were going on with Eli and Caleb, and we had the um, listening prayer, and there was things that went on during that specific time because Eli was in mind that came to me and I was saying, but then Eli wasn't saying, then eventually it's like, I talked to Caleb and this came, somebody said this and Sam's uh, listening prayer. And it's like all this stuff came together and it's like, oh my gosh, Lord, you're, you're working in, you've got all these things going on in different places that come together to one point that, oh, Sam and Eli needed to talk about something. When you have those kinds of things that you could never, ever paint, you couldn't write it out. Just like the Bible itself, you can't, ever picture anybody coming up with these stories nobody could and nobody all these all these many different authors could not have weaved something that's so perfect so you know it's from the holy spirit and when you have those kinds of moments where it's like oh there's a bigger story i'm just a small little pea in this great vast world it is just so cool to sit there and live and love on other men at that same time mm-hmm. And I think what you're talking about there is really important for those that are listening and all of us is that we are all different. You know, you can get caught up in watching other people's story you can, and listening to other people's story and wanting to live their story, wanting their piece, their part, their gift. I want to be like Paul or Peter or this person or that person. And God has made us all different on purpose you know none of the you know we all see in part we're all individuals in the in this grand big story um you know 
if somebody comes to the camp, they'll notice that I don't do a lot of talks. I don't really do any. I did one one year, and 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 I'm okay with that because I spend a lot of time with the guys, mm-hmm. I, and that's where that's where I'm supposed to be. Uh, that's that's where I get to do those things and get to, to love on these men and 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 be Jesus to them and and, and let them see Him. Um, it, it's important that we all see that we are different and, and we all have a different piece apart, a different place in the story. We're not all in the same places. We're, the community, you, know, you guys were talking about that a minute ago, the community is so important in what we're supposed to be doing. And, and you're going to see more in that. You know, you talked about hope earlier. In the midst of all these things that are going on with COVID and things like that, that's the hope in this is because it, it is going to start bringing us closer together. We're going to start having these stories where we're talking about what God is doing in our lives. What is he showing us? You know, I read this the other day that we're going to see more of this. We're going to see more of the body becoming the body again. That's good. Danny? Well, unlike most of y'all, I can't count how many I've been to. Two. So, yeah, pretty easy at this point. But um, hopefully that'll change. But, um you know, I got into the the Wild at Heart message years ago, and and the beauty of it has been for me that there is a community, a local community. Talk to this crazy Christian car guy about coming to a boot camp and and all that stuff, and and you know we came as a group at at the time. But what it means to me and what makes it so alive is this message is more about manhood and makes you more alive than anything I've encountered. I've been to many men's functions and, you know, seven easy steps to Jesus and all that good stuff. And But this just seemed to speak more to my heart than anything. And to see people living it out was really exciting. It still is. I'm still hanging with you. Y'all haven't run me off yet? That's amazing. Harold? Well... Obviously, the most important thing coming alive is a lot of what's been talked about already, which involves our Lord and, and our service in, in His kingdom. But I, th- I wanted to point out that I think it's also okay that we come alive with other things, like uh, Jan's niece from out in Houston gave me a birthday present on my 80th birthday that says, uh, all I need is Auburn football and my dog. My wife didn't particularly like that, but there, <laughs> sounds like a country song. But but there, you know, there's there's a to me uh, a lot of the things that we enjoy, such as fishing and hunting, and like in my case, football. Uh, those things are also things that God provided. And it, and to me, it's okay that we enjoy and and, but we should see God in that. One of the things that that I used to experience that I don't get to do now is on my motorcycle. Some of my closest encounters, I can't sing worth a flip, and even less now that my voice is getting weak. But boy, I sounded great in my motorcycle helmet, riding down the road at, well, I won't name a speed. But uh, I could really sing good. Did you zip in and out of traffic? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering if you might have. You know, for me, for for boot camp, you know, the answer would be 
seeing over the weekend how God hits people's hearts exactly where they need to be hit. Maybe it's a breakthrough in spiritual warfare where the enemy's been attacking them and they've not had the eyes to see it. Maybe it's in healing, you know, that they've had a place that uh, they've not let anyone touch, you know, but they let God in to touch it and, and start the healing process. You know, and just the, the parts that he allows us to play in that, you know, I guess I can just speak for me that, you know, I, sometimes it, something that feels like it just popped in my head and comes out, God uses for somebody else to have breakthrough, you know, and how incredible that journey is and how humbling that journey is. It's just, it's always amazing um, to see him at work, right? And you can't help but feel alive when God's at work and he's changing people's hearts. You know, and that, that's a pretty cool thing for me. And then specifically, I was going to share just, uh, I'm not going to play the clip that I had, but I asked God, you know, the other day, because, you know, sometimes I talk to him, and, uh, you know, I was driving along, and I said, God, what makes me come alive? You know, and he, he said the word hope, which made me laugh, because it's my word for the year that I'm really negligent on working on, and I'm like, good one, God, thank you. <laughs> and uh, I said, no, really, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, what's the, the opposite of hope? You know, which would be despair, but in my case, it, it tends to be more fear, right? And it reminded me of this quote that I read the other day, and I don't know who it was from, but it says, fear does not stop death, it stops life. And worrying does not take away tomorrow's troubles, it takes away today's peace. And that's where I spent a lot of my life, you know, letting my joy be robbed, letting my life be robbed, letting the hope be faded. And over the last whatever period of time, more than this year, God's just bringing it to light to me this year, is how important hope is to the way I feel alive. Because when you feel like there's no hope, is there any reason to have a feeling of feeling alive? Right? And he helps me find hope in a lot of places that I wouldn't necessarily have looked in the past. Yeah, no hope is death. I yeah. Mean, it's, or it's certainly not life. Uh, we're probably going to miss two clips, we but are. that's okay. Uh, I heard from God, and it's for the men out there and women that don't feel like they do. I mean, it. I was a Christian a long time and believed Jesus died for my sins before I really felt like I heard the voice of God. And there are men out there that should come to boot camp because this is an opportunity. I had an encounter with Henry Blackaby. He had more effect on me than anybody else in my life. He wanted to, he said, when I ask him, how do you know when you've heard from God, that his sheep hear his voice. And if you will walk, if you were my person in church, I'd walk alongside you, my brother, and draw, take you to a place where you would be listening, because you will hear his voice. So if you haven't, come to boot camp. We'll help. We'll walk alongside you. Thank you, Jim. Absolutely. And you can go to boot camp by registering at masculinejourney.org. I know sometimes we say Masculine Journey Radio. Both links work, but masculinejourney.org coming up November 18th through 21st. We'll talk to you next week. This is the Truth Network.